Hello, and thank you for listening to today's episode of JTCast, the official podcast of the Journal of Athletic Training. I am your host, Luke Donovan. This month, we will discuss two articles over two short episodes from the upcoming issue of the Journal of Athletic Training. In the first episode, I'll talk about factors driving patient-reported outcomes following ACL reconstruction. Well, the second episode will explore variables that predict limb symmetry index values across six hopping tests to aid in developing patient-specific return-to-play benchmarks. As a reminder, the article discussed today can be found on the JAT website, natajournals.org. And please remember that all content from JAT is open access to all readers thanks to the funding from the National Athletic Trainers Association. The first article title is, What are our patients really telling us? Psychological constructs associated with patient-reported outcomes after anterior cruciate ligament reconstruction. Authored by Dr. Julie Berland and colleagues from the University of Connecticut, Appalachian State University, and the University of Michigan. Let's survey the scene. ACL rupture is common in sport and often results in numerous negative long-term physical and psychological consequences. The physical consequences of ACL rupture and reconstructive surgery is well documented, while psychological impact of the injury and subsequent surgical treatment is less understood. Some recent studies have found that following ACL reconstruction, patients were likely to report hesitancy with movement and a fear of re-injury. In order to provide comprehensive treatment following such an injury, patient-reported outcomes, also referred to as PROs, are commonly implemented into clinical practice to quantify the patient's perceived disability. Specific to knee pathologies and patients who undergo ACL reconstruction, the International Knee Documentation Committee, also known as the IKDC form, and the Knee Injury and Osteoarthritis Outcomes Score, or COOS, are two popular scales that can be used to measure function, pain, symptoms, and quality of life. Other PROs, such as Tampa Scale of Kinesophobia, or TSK, and the ACL Return to Sport After Injury Scale, or ACL-RSI, were developed to assess a patient's fear of movement or fear of feeling pain, and to quantify re-injury and readiness to return to sport. Despite the increasing prevalence of using PROs in practice, little evidence is available to discern why some patients report poor PROs while others do not. Therefore, the purpose of this study was to unveil factors that are responsible for lower responses on PROs. Identifying the barriers to positive perceived function, confidence in movement, and confidence in return to sport following ACL reconstruction can help clinicians better facilitate a whole body path to full recovery. The authors elected to use a mixed method study design to allow them to collect both quantitative and qualitative data almost simultaneously and then integrate the data within the results to provide a comprehensive interpretation. Individuals who underwent primary unilateral ACL reconstructive surgery and who were cleared to return to unrestricted physical activity were enrolled in the study. Participants within the study had their demographic information recorded and completed one session in which they answered a battery of PRO measures, specifically the IKDC, all COOS subscales, the TSK, and the ACL-RSI form. 
Following the PROs, participants completed a 15 to 20 minute one-on-one semi-structured qualitative interview designed to discuss factors related to perceived knee disability after their reconstructive surgery. The semi-structured interview guide was developed by two content experts in the field of sports psychology and qualitative methodology and was pilot tested by patients who underwent ACL reconstruction prior to being implemented into the study. By the end of the study, 20 wall individuals who were on average three years removed from surgery participated. Here are the results. The analysis identified two clusters where 10 participants were classified as having high levels of perceived disability and 11 participants were classified as having low levels of perceived disability. Using the International Classification of Functioning, Disability, and Health definition, disability refers to, and I quote, impairments, activity limitations, and participation restrictions, and denotes the negative aspects of the interaction between an individual with a health condition, and that individual's contextual factors, environmental and personal factors, end quote. Individuals in the low disability cluster scored significantly better on all PROs except for the CUS Activities of Daily Living subscale. On the other hand, the CUS Quality of Life subscale scores demonstrated large group differences and predicted 85% of the variance between clusters. The qualitative analysis generated two broad themes, internal and external factors, and four independent sub-themes, internal facilitators, internal barriers, external facilitators, and external barriers. Internal factors were predominantly factors an individual could control, while external factors were factors from an outside entity mostly out of the control of the patient. Descriptions of internal facilitators were individual motivation toward recovery, feelings of influence over recovery progress, desire to return to previous levels of activity, and confidence in the affected limb. Internal barriers were avoidance behaviors, fear of re-injury, feelings of incapacity, and negative emotions regarding the event or rehabilitation progress. Specific to external factors, descriptions of external facilitators are encouragement from friends, teammates, and coaches, support to the involved knees such as bracing and strength training, and clear expectations of the rehabilitation process. External barrier descriptions are limitations in coverage of treatment, persistent symptoms such as pain and deficient range of motion, and inattention of providers to individual status. Participants with high level of perceived disability reported more frequent barrier-related experiences during recovery, while individuals with low levels of perceived disability experience more facilitators during recovery. It is important to note that all participants reported negative psychological emotions at some point after the ACL injury, but the degree and frequency differed between the two clusters. Therefore, clinicians should expect all patients to experience some varying degree of psychological impact over the course of the rehabilitation process. With that said, a key component of the rehabilitation process is to identify patients who are at risk of prolonged consequences. After blending the quantitative and qualitative data, the authorized summarized three practical applications. First, 
Patients who report more avoidance tendencies, fear, lack of expectations, and lack of a social support network describe greater perceived disability on common PRO measures used after the ACL reconstruction. Second, the TSK, the ACL RSI, and CUS quality of life instruments were the best scales for identifying individuals who may be experiencing more avoidance behaviors or fear or who may receive inadequate social support or attention from providers after ACL reconstruction. And finally, clinicians should address, either through the use of PROs or discussions with the patients, the potential barriers and facilitators that patients experience to facilitate recovery after ACL reconstruction. Well, that's it for today's JT cast. Please remember to rate and subscribe to the podcast, which is available on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, YouTube, and Stitcher. You can find out more information about upcoming podcasts and other JAT events on our Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram accounts at JAT underscore NATA. Thank you for listening and keep a lookout for the next JAT cast episode. (laughs) 